You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome everyone to the Writer's Block Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 25. I am not your usual host. That's because Brandon Laurie has been added to the injury report this week. But rest assured, sources say that he will be able to make a quick recovery. Uh, that means you are now listening to the soothing sounds of David Howman, as I'll be filling in for our fearless leader this time around. I'm joined, as always, by our incredible co-hosts, Brandon Clements and Chris Halling. Last week, we were coming off yet another Chiefs Super Bowl victory, and we discussed what lessons we could take away from that game as it relates to the Cowboys. And now, today, we're coming to you fresh off the first Sunday without any sort of football. Depressing as that may be for some, it also marks the official beginning of the offseason, which means sickos like me get to talk about the draft nonstop for the next two and a half months. So, Brandon, I'll start with you. How excited are you for draft season to get fully underway? Oh, I am, I am super excited. And, and actually, since the last time we recorded, I just uh, want to give a shout out to our, our, our co-host here, Chris Holling, uh, for going to the uh, great Syracuse, North Carolina game last week. So uh, it was fun. It was fun storming the court. So thanks for uh, thanks for being along for the ride. And uh, and speaking of uh, going on for a ride, uh, I'm a Daytona 500 guy. I'm a big NASCAR guy. So NASCAR season's here. But also at the same time, as you mentioned, I am a draft junkie. I watch a lot of tape, a lot of highlight reels, you name it, I'm doing it. So I am super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I know we got a couple months uh, to get ready for uh, the Cowboys pick at 24 for the first round. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on uh, where, where the team should go at 24. And uh, we'll see if we all agree. We probably won't, but it'll be a lot of fun either way. Yeah, no, it's definitely exciting to talk about the draft. And, you know, a little, you know, you know, fun little side note is that, uh, Last time the Cowboys had the 24th pick in the draft, uh, they drafted Tyler Smith in uh, 2022, and I think that that panned out well for them. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's not the best not being able to pick in, you know, the upper, you know, half of the draft, but don't get it twisted. The Cowboys can definitely find some gems in the late first round. Chris, I noticed you made no mention of that that Syracuse game, by the way. I did not. I did not make any mention of it. I mean, it was a fun time. It wasn't what I expected, but, you know, we had some good pizza. Um, you know, I walked on the court despite, you know, being in the opposing team's gear. Um, you know, I got laughed at by a couple people, but overall they were pretty, you know, sportsmanlike about it. You know, they weren't, you know, um, they weren't nearly as bad as Bill's fans were. I'll say that. So, you know, uh, um, Syracuse has some better characters than uh, Buffalo does for sure. You got that right. We're classy in central New York. So it was, he got to sit courtside at the end while I got to storm the court. So it was, uh, it's been yeah. a fun week for Chris. So, and then, uh, Hallman, Hallman has no uh, interest in that game, so uh, he just, you know, he saw the highlights on Sports Center. Was probably like, "Well, Brandon's team actually beat North Carolina, so that was a shock." Yeah, as an Arizona State alum, um, can't say I've been paying too much attention to basketball these days. And uh, oh I, I heard they played a game the other day. I saw the final score, and I, I don't, I don't think that the team actually showed up for that one. But this is a football show; we don't have to talk about no. basketball, and, no. and that's honestly how I prefer it. Um, 
especially because, like I mentioned, we're, we're into draft season now. That's as much as I love the regular season, and certainly it's, it's a fun time to be able to look forward to the games each week. I do love me some draft season, going through mock drafts, going through player evals, and then the draft itself. Uh, you know, I, I had shared this story last year. I was, I was overseas and uh, when the draft happened, and I, I woke up at 3 a.m. my time to be able to watch the first round. Can't say I would recommend that. Uh, probably would not do it again because I was very tired and, and kind of regretted it the next day. But, but you know, that's that's kind of the love of the draft that I that I'm talking about. So as we're making our formal transition into draft season, all eyes are turned towards what the Cowboys will be doing with that draft pick. Uh, as we've mentioned, they're they're picking 24th overall. Um, and it's funny, I actually had this trivia question prepped and ready to go, and I hadn't told either of you guys I was going to do this because I really wanted to catch you by surprise. Chris kind of ruined it a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, so since Jerry Jones bought the team in 1989, the Cowboys have had three different players that they've selected 24th overall. Now, you already, Chris, you already were ahead of the game. Uh, Tyler Smith, just a couple years ago, 2022. And to your point, he has turned out to be a pretty good pick. Um, but can you guys name the other two uh, 24th overall pick Cowboys players? Was Russell Maryland one of them? No, that that is, that is a good guess. It was around that time that one of these guys was. Mm, trying to think. I'm trying to think too. Uh, was it, was it, was I like almost wanted. I almost wanted to say Byron Smith. I mean Byron Jones, but I don't think so. I think Byron. No, not Byron Jones. Um, oh, that it? And I'll give you guys a hint, a helpful hint. It's neither of them. It's a big eighty-eight. <laughs> It's uh, yes. but it, it's uh, the previous 88. It's throw up the X 88, the red zone threat. That's who it is. Des Bryant. Yeah, that, uh, you're you're correct. That that is that was. That's the, my favorite Cowboys player of one, all time. Before, so I couldn't uh, miss that one. Yeah, the one before Tyler Smith. It was Des Bryant in in 2010. He also turned out to be a pretty good player. Some a may say even player, better yes. than Tyler Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't know the other one. Yeah, the other one was is from 1992. It was before I was born, mm. Chris. It was definitely before that you. That was born. before I was even a thought. So. Yeah. <laughs> was... Brandon, it's all on you. Oh, I you mean, I was, it. I was, I was, I was in diapers at that point. I think. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I, I, let's see. I'm gonna go with what position? Give me a position so I can I can try to decipher this. It is a linebacker. Linebacker. Oh, that does not help me whatsoever. <laughs> um, I can't believe I can't get this right off the top of my head right now because I like I'm a draft junkie and I can't think of this position. Uh, Chris, any idea? I know it was like ten years before you were born, but I literally it wasn't ten years; it was eight years to be fair. <laughs> but no, I uh, my parents were probably in college or about to enter college at that point. I don't know. I'm not good with the math, but. Yeah, no, I wasn't a thought at that time. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't know. I do know that 1992 was a good year for the Cowboys, but I don't sure know was. who they drafted. So, so they drafted Robert Jones, linebacker oh. out of East Carolina. Okay. Oh. He's from the Carolinas, so I had a little bit of a connection there. But. Yeah. So, he was, he was the 24th overall pick, played his first four years with the Cowboys, uh, won a few Super Bowls in his time there. Went on to play a couple years with the Rams, played a couple years with the Dolphins, uh, the late 90s, and then in 2001, his final season in the league, uh, he went and played for Washington. Uh, Dude, I was get some revenge against the Cowboys. 
I was close. Was that- it was Kevin, Kevin Smith was 17 that year. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you were close, but yeah, I, I forgot Jones. about Robert Jones. No offense to Robert Jones. I really, I, for, I forgot about him. I'm, you know, sorry to Mr. Jones. I just, I, you know, not, I, I just, I couldn't, I forgot, I forgot he was drafted by the boys. I, I, it was a, oof, I can't believe I forgot yeah. that. Well, I mean, we were going a, a bit far back and a fun fact about Robert Jones, uh, he has three sons that are either currently or have in the past been in the NFL, played in the NFL, one of whom, uh, pretty well known, Zay Jones, receiver. Uh, yep. He was a second yep. round pick in 2017, also out of East Carolina. Uh, played for the Bills, played for the Raiders, currently plays for the Jaguars. Um, so that's a little little fun fact about the, you know, one of the Cowboys' former 24th overall picks. Wasn't Woody in that draft, Darren Woodson? Um, I say he was. I feel like he was a 92 draft guy. And I know we've had a lot of talk about Darren Woodson because of the Hall of Fame, but that I mean that's that's neither here nor there. Should be in. Yeah, they've been disrespected. I want to say long. he was. I want to say he was drafted that year, but that could he, be wrong. He was. He was the thirty seventh pick. I'm looking at it now. All right, I didn't. I, okay, my memory's not money. that bad then. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So historically, uh, the Cowboys have used their twenty fourth overall pick on linebacker, a receiver, and an offensive lineman. Now, you could make an argument that those are the Cowboys' three biggest needs right now, depending on your level of belief in the Jalens, whether that's Tolbert, Brooks, or Moreno Cropper. Uh, Yes, that's right. We remember Moreno Cropper. Um, So, Chris, I know you're already building Jalen Brooks' Hall of Fame bust, but which position (laughs) – doesn't have to be any of those three, but which position do you think the Cowboys really need to target at pick 24? Honestly, this is kind of dancing around your question, but I'm a big believer in, for the Cowboys specifically, I think that they draft the best when they just take the best player on the board and they just take what's available. You know, the last time they did that, they actually ended up going with Micah Parsons at that linebacker position. It's not necessarily who they wanted because the draft didn't fall their way, but, you know, they were targeting a cornerback and, you know, they weren't really able to, you know, um, uh, grab either of those top two corners and they ended up getting a linebacker which some people thought was a little early for one but he ended up being you know um the um, best pass rusher in the league arguably but I mean if you even look before that too uh in the CD Lamb draft you know um at, at that point wide receiver wasn't viewed as the biggest need either and um it was either really between him or Caleb on chase on and if you look back on it you know CD was definitely the right choice so I mean sh- I, I, I mean sure there are needs that the Cowboys should target um but I think you really just got to go with how the draft falls to you at that point. Um, but I do think wide receiver is a huge need because, I mean, honestly, outside of CeeDee Lamb, there were a lot of inconsistencies at the position. It took a while for um, Brandon Cooks to really get going. And and unfortunately, I think this year kind of proved that we've uh, seen the best of Michael Gallup already. And I think it would be wise for the Cowboys to part ways with him this offseason since they do have a potential out in his contract. I think that they should look at offensive line depth. I mean, it's not a guarantee that Tyron Smith comes back next year. And, and I mean, like, even if he does, he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy all the time. And, and, you know, I still think that they need to add some more, you know, um, I think they need to add some more interior defensive line depth and, and uh, they, they um, also have a need at linebacker, but I think that the interior defensive line and the linebacker should be addressed more throughout free agency. I don't think the Cowboys can afford to wait to um, develop that position in such a win now situation. I think that you're just looking at the best player available And the way I have it. I think the Cowboys are going to end up going offense in the first round, but I'll reveal that a little bit later. 
Oh man, best player available. That's such a cop out, Chris. I'm sorry. I have to. Get I'm it. sorry, but that's when they draft the best. They draft the best when they take yeah. the best player available. Easily You're not answer. wrong. Okay, I'm, I'm, to be fair, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here in my in my doing my pre-draft or uh, pre-show notes here, and I did have a, you know, I, I broke it down by three positions. If there was three positions where like there was a big fall off at 24, then you take the best player available. So to your point, I that was actually my fourth choice of uh, of you know where I have it, you know, not positionally, but like just you know going for best player available versus three three other positions. So you're not far off, but you know. You know, to actually answer Hamann's question, you know, he actually was asking, like, you know, positional area on a team. So I'm going to give you a definitive answer, Hallman, and that's offensive line. And I think I think it, it could go a multitude of ways. And I feel like we're going to know a lot about our Cowboys offensive line going into the 2024 season based on who they draft. Now, you know, I was looking online, you know, I've seen some great work from a lot of great people out there. And, you know, looking at these different mock drafts, for some reason – they're talent like the the most common names are right tackles. I don't see that happening. I think they're going to stick with Terrence Steele. He has a big contract and a big uh, big cap number. I don't think right tackle is going to be the position. So for me, like all the all the a lot of these a lot of these big name uh, uh, mock draft folks are putting the right tackle position out in the the forefront. I would I would probably steer away from that if it was if it was my my call. But I would go either one of two ways, and it all just depends on how the Cowboys handle free agency, you know, guys that are going to be uh, due for contracts. If Tyler Biotish is not is not a, uh, you know, is not a Cowboy in 2024, then depending on how the draft falls, Jackson Power Johnson is, Powers Johnson is a guy that I could see, you know, he's a, he's a good interior player uh, for Oregon. I know he, he's looked good in some of the, uh, the camps that we've seen that we've talked about in previous episodes. So he's, you know, he's one of those names I've been looking for, but he's been, he's getting mocked a little bit ahead of 24 is what I'm seeing. So it it would require a little bit of a fall is what I'm seeing. So for me, I'm going to give you a name and you just mentioned it, uh, Holly, Uh, you mentioned that pick 24, that Tyler Smith pick, uh, so this guy didn't play at Tulsa, but he's a name that, you know, if, if the Cowboys draft him, some people are probably going to be upset about it at first because, you know, a lot of people had a, a second round grade on this on Tyler Smith. The guy that I think could be the Tyler Smith of this year, and it's it all depends. It all depends. I got I got Patrick Paul of Houston. Patrick Paul, he's a second round pick. He's got a lot of, you know, he he's got a nasty side to him, and he's he's a quality player. He's got he's got great length, like he's just a big dude. He's he's nasty on the line. So I, I could see a guy like Patrick Paul, but I mean, if and here's the other thing, if they go with a Patrick Paul, does that mean Tyler Smith stays inside? I think that answers our question there. So it it really depends because. I don't see that many interior offensive linemen, at least at this point in the game, where I see them as first round caliber. So I feel like if, you know, I think, you know, based on the draft, I think the Cowboys are better off and not maybe not for the team, but they're better off keeping Tyler Smith at at left guard because I don't know any. I don't see any guards really that are going to be at that point in 24 that are worth picking uh, that will come in and, and do a better job than Tyler Smith has. So I think, you know, maybe a lot of Cowboys fans are not going to be happy about it, but we may have to go left tackle. And, you know, that's, and that's a name. I mean, Patrick Paul's a name. I mean, also you got Jordan, Jordan Morgan from, 
from Arizona. I know that's Hammond's other favorite school, Arizona, the Wildcats. So uh, he's another name. And then uh, Troy Fatanu. I'm, I'm I'm probably I'm probably really butchering that, so I apologize to Troy uh, from Washington. He's another guy. And then one other guy is uh, Graham Barton from Duke. I'm familiar with him being an ACC guy. Uh, Chris, know, uh, Chris, I'm sure knows him a little bit because he's also an ACC guy. He's another guy. So I think offensive tackle is 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 probably on the board. And you know, I, I there's a there's another position that I'd like to see them attack later. So I'll save that part for a little bit later. But offensive line, it really doesn't matter. It's going to be either interior or a tackle. They're going to hit offensive line. I feel like at pick 24. Well, I have to say that the Patrick Paul name poll. Uh, is not only a good name just in terms of you know prospects and what they offer, but especially the way you kind of led into it. I don't know, maybe maybe you didn't know this and you just kind of accidentally walked into this, but referencing of like you know he he didn't he's not Tyler Smith, but he's kind of a Tyler Smith type. Patrick Paul has a brother whose name is Chris Paul, not the NBA player, but Chris <laughs> Paul, the offensive lineman who currently plays for the Commanders, but in college he played at Tulsa. He Sounds played fun. with Tyler Smith. So, yeah, he was a seventh. He was a seventh rounder of the Commanders, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, and same year as as Tyler Smith, um, and, and so that's that's just a nice pull in general of being able to to get that. And so kudos to you. Appreciate uh, it. On on top of the kudos you already get for directly answering my positional question, unlike Chris, who great you know, job, Chris. We still love you, Chris. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, Hey, listen, I still stand by it. I still think it was the right answer. Don't lock yourself <laughs> into a position of need and draft someone who's not going to make an immediate contribution, you know, because because he's not as talented as a guy who may not be the positional need, but is the better overall player. Yeah, I mean, and you, to be fair, you make a very good point. And, 100%. you know, the Cowboys, as they've gotten into this, this trend of drafting pretty well, uh, really during the Will McClay era, a lot of that has because has been because they are willing to take the best player available, whether it's Micah Parsons, even though they really wanted a corner, whether it's CeeDee Lamb, even though they were looking at Chase on whether it, you know, it's whoever. They weren't afraid of the the negative reviews they got for drafting Tyler Smith. They also, people forget this now, but like they got flamed for taking Travis Frederick uh, when, when they did. And, you know, some people, some draft experts out there were saying it was the worst pick of the first round. And then a couple of years later, they're saying he's a you know first ballot Hall of Famer when he gets there. Um, so so the Cowboys are very confident in how they do their business, and and uh, you know I, th- I think that's probably um, offers some positivity and, and hope for us as we get into this draft season. But I do think Brandon's kind of on the right track with looking at the offensive line, just because one it was kind of a struggle you know throughout the season this past year, but also there's some moving chairs on 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 this offensive line this offseason. You know, you talked on, you know, Tyron Smith, and we don't even know if he's necessarily going to be playing next year. He might decide to retire, uh, but also his contract is up. And if, you know, it could be he decides he wants to come back and play, but he wants to go on the open market or he wants to join some other team. Um, you know, there's maybe the Cowboys don't even have an interest in bringing him back because of the health concerns or whatever it might be. We don't we have no idea. And then, you know, there's also the question of, well, if he's gone, then are you moving Tyler Smith out to left tackle? You know, because that was their original plan. This past year, they kept him just at left guard. Uh, and of course, if you move him, then who's playing left guard? I know there were talks last offseason about Terrence Steele maybe going to left guard and working him out there because of his recovery timeline. He didn't have time to really work at that uh, in training camp. But, you know, 
to, to Brandon's point about a lot of people are mocking right tackles to the Cowboys, could it be that they think the Cowboys are moving Tyler to left tackle, Terrence Steele to left guard, and then trying to find a right tackle? Who knows? Uh, and then, of course, there's there's Tyler Biotish, your starting center, who's going to be a free agent. It sounds like, you know, maybe there's some things pointing towards he might not be coming back. Um, you know, he, he definitely definitely didn't perform up to the level this year as he did the year before when he made the Pro Bowl. Um, and, and so that's why, you know, a guy like Jackson Powers Johnson uh, could be in play. And that's a name that's come up a lot. I'm a huge fan of Powers Johnson. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, also Graham Barton, I know a lot of people really like the, the projectability of him playing center and, and see him as, as somebody that they might be looking to target. Um, for me, I think just looking at this offensive line class, it, it's a really, really good offensive line class. And that's, that's good news for the Cowboys because whether they're going to use their first round pick on the offensive line or not, and, you know, regardless of what's going to happen with this offensive line, you know, even if they return all five starters this year, you know, you're, you're still talking about it's it's only a matter of time until Tyron Smith does retire. It's you know, even with Zach Martin, it's, you know, how many more years is he still going to be like Zach Martin, the dude? And when is he going to you know want to want to go ahead and retire? And so you're still having to think about that, that future of what this offensive line looks like once two of these guys are not there still kind of determining is Tyler Smith still your left tackle of the future? Or are you just happy with him at left guard? Um, and Brandon, you mentioned Jordan Morgan. And of course uh, I would never in a million years endorse the, uh, the college that he chose that he chose to attend. Uh, but you know, in, in, in this world of NIL, sometimes people make bad decisions just for the money. I, I can't blame him that, that, you know, that may be the only reason to go to that school, but um uh, I mean, having watched Jordan Morgan just just as a as an Arizona State fan and seen the way that he plays, uh, you know, evaluating the player and not the not the logo on the helmet, 
he's also a guy that has a very similar play style to Tyler Smith. He's just this physical mauler. He's kind of got a similar frame to him. And, you know, if, if you're thinking about uh, pairing him with Tyler Smith, that's, that's a fun idea. Um, I also uh, was looking at this, this mock draft roundup that is on the, the DallasCowboys.com website. They pulled six different mock drafts from, from around the, the draft expert sites. Uh, four of them are offensive line, um, projecting the Cowboys to go offensive line. One of them, Mel Kuyper at ESPN, had Jordan Morgan. Dane Brugler of The Athletic had uh, Oklahoma tackle Tyler Guyton. Rob Rang of Fox Sports went with Alabama tackle J.C. Latham, who's kind of played a, a few different spots on that offensive line and has some versatility. And Eric Edholm of NFL.com went with Georgia tackle Amarius Mims. Of course, we know Georgia has produced some, some pretty darn good players in the last few years. Uh, two that stood out that were not offensive line, though, Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports went with Minnesota safety, Tyler Newbin. Uh, of course, uh, you know, J. Ron Curse's contract is up. And with Mike Zimmer coming in, the way that his scheme is a little bit different, they might be looking to change up the safety position. And then the one that really caught my eye was Matt Miller of ESPN going with Florida State wide receiver Keon Coleman. So good player. I mean, between these two, like receiver and safety, uh, receiver kind of makes sense to me, but the safety, I, I was thrown for a loop. Don't tell uh, Jay Tuck that. Don't tell, don't tell Jay Tuck about that. He's a big Florida State guy, one of our great, great uh, Cowboys contributors out there on social media. He's, yeah, I'm sure he's going to make Coleman. He's good. Deion Coleman had a had a darn good year at Florida State. Yeah, Chris. this is a great little segue because I just submitted an article that should be published soon talking about how Florida State wide receiver Keon Coleman is an appealing prospect for the what Dallas Cowboys. Guys. I love it. I know it's a great transition, yeah, and it was honestly the prospect. This, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this was a prospect that I was planning on bringing to the table and kind of pounding the table for because I think he kind of fits the mold of what the Cowboys are kind of missing right now at the wide receiver position. You know, um, we talk about how Des Bryant was, you know, drafted with that 24th overall pick. Keon Coleman is kind of like that ex-build receiver. He's 6'4". He's a big receiver. And, you know, it's really funny because – because, you know, I remember watching him and I even went and saw him play in person. I never thought he was 6'4 because he's standing right next to Johnny Wilson the whole time who's 6'7. And it just, you know, you know, it just, you know, puts everything into perspective how big that receiver is. But, you yeah, know, he was really reliable for the um, Seminoles throughout the year. And he's just, you know, he has tremendous ball skills. He's great at coming down with those 50-50 balls. And, you know, yes, he's big, but he still has some elusiveness and explosion after the catch as well. He's hard to bring down because of his size and strength, you know, like, um, I feel like a big, you know, I'd say like a negative in his game maybe is that he's not really considered that true burner down the field. You know, he's not going to completely beat a corner with his deep speed, but the Cowboys don't necessarily need that. I think the Cowboys need a 50-50 guy near the red zone, a guy who's going to come down with those, you know, um, with those catches because because CeeDee Lamb hasn't necessarily been that, you know, like red zone guy. I feel like the Cowboys have kind of struggled in the red zone to get, you know, you know, that area going. And especially as well, I feel like that was a role that Michael Gallup used to be really good at, you know, um, um, prior to his injury. But since his injury, he really hasn't been able to produce in that same regard. So, so I mean, like me personally, I would love Keon Coleman. And it's crazy. I think the only reason that he would fall to the Cowboys is because of how stacked this wide receiver class is. I mean, this wide receiver class is loaded and it's arguable that he's still not even a top three wide receiver in this class. 
Yeah, real quick, ahead. you mentioned you mentioned Johnny Wilson. I just had to point out originally an Arizona State guy, so no, they don't make him like they like they do in Tempe. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> apparently, and I was gonna say, man, Keon Coleman's short. He's t- he's shorter than Holland, so I mean that's yeah, I guess no. he's short. So no, I, I just I'm having flashbacks. Hey, listen, if the Cowboys yeah. need a big wide receiver out there, I can come in and fill that X build role. Um, uh, um, a mold if they really need somebody to go grab it in the end zone, I can come on the field. Just give me a little, yeah. you know, a little walk on tryout. You know, Keon Coleman, man, I'm having flashbacks. I mean, he he he, you know, he single-handedly destroyed the Syracuse Orange this past year. Let's see, he caught nine balls, 140 yards, and a touchdown. I'm still having flashbacks of him. Just he made that like Odell Beckham style catch against us on a big on a big third down, I believe it was. He, you know, he's such a good player. And like to me, when I saw him do what he did against my my beloved Syracuse Orange, I'm like, that's a guy I would love to have on the team. And and he fits the Chris Holling. Uh, you know, the, you know, his cop out best player available because he could be the best player available at that point. And, and you know what, if that, if that is the case, I am completely okay with Coleman. He's a heck of a talent. Yeah. I, I think it would certainly be interesting if they went that Keon Coleman route. And um, I'm pretty sure that most people would, at least if the draft happened today and they went that route, um, Cowboys fans would be ecstatic just because, you know, the, like, like Chris said, the comparisons to Des Bryant are, they're easy, they're low-hanging fruit, but also like for a reason, they're apt. Like he he has that similar play style, and people would get excited about it. Um, I'm curious though, because curious for your thoughts on it, guys. Um, they 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 took Jalen Tolbert two years ago, and obviously we know how his rookie year went. But then this past offseason, you know, he he showed a lot of of uh, growth and progress. And then this year, I mean, he didn't play a whole lot just because. Uh, you know, he originally Michael Gallup was in that role and then they kind of started splitting reps and everything. Um, but when he got on the field, like he played well, he showed why the, the coaches felt comfortable in him you know, and liked what they saw uh, from, from that second year. And then they also drafted Jalen Brooks, who the, Mike McCarthy has gassed up multiple times throughout the year, did a lot on special teams. He also is the only Cowboys receiver to not drop a single pass when thrown his way this past season. He's reliable. Yeah, he, he's reliable. He's, Here's he's the thing. Also, I got to say, this was considered a really hot take, not to interrupt you, but I felt yeah. like throughout the season when Michael Gallup was struggling, Jalen Brooks could do what Michael Gallup was offering at that point. So I think that you kind of build, you know, Jalen Brooks to be that kind of receiver. He's reliable. I, I mean, he's great on special teams. I mean, Jalen Brooks was a fantastic seventh round pick. And I think the Cowboys should definitely, you know, try and continue, you know, working on him and developing him. Right. But but to your point, though, if you I mean, if you draft Keon Coleman in the first round, Jalen Brooks ain't seeing the field, maybe on special teams. But you got but that. Chris, are you comfortable? Hey, there are injuries that happen. Coleman. I'm not saying that I, you know, want any injuries to happen, but it's good to have depth. And I think Jalen Brooks is a great depth piece. You know, I still think that Jalen Brooks has a ton of potential. And, and, and like, that's not something, you know, I'm not saying that Jalen Brooks is the reason why the Cowboys shouldn't go out there and try and get better at the wide receiver position. But I think he's a good backup. And I think that, you know, like, you know, I think he's going to develop. I'm not sure Jalen Brooks is going to be the guy who's, you know, going to see the field on, on their Super Bowl run, you know, that we're all hoping that um we're going to have. But I mean, at the same time, I think that that he, that um he's a good guy to you know um have on your roster. But I still think you know if the best player available is a wide receiver, I think you take him because I mean it's always going to be good to have a receiver going forward. Because Brandon Cooks, I mean, like he's not getting any younger, and I think the Cowboys you know should should really look at moving Guys, on to Michael Gallup. It's, it's worked out pretty well. We've alluded to it. I mean, a guy named C.D. Lamb was you know quote, you know it was a best player available kind of a pick, and that it's you know you hit, you hit that drum of best player available, and you go with a really good receiver. I mean, 
You know, I think the Cowboys, if that were the scenario, they could really uh, hit another home run and pair him up with CeeDee Lamb. I mean, it would be that'd be a pretty good duo. So, I mean, as we're talking about best player available, um, you know, obviously we all want the Cowboys to pick the best player. Uh, but but sometimes, you know, that that conversation and how you determine that looks different. Are there any positions that you feel like the Cowboys just cannot afford to spend their 24th pick yes. on that? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I'll start. I mean, you, uh, the obvious answer here is like kicker, punter, but uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah. they might actually do. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no uh, – I don't think there's any like Mike Nugent's available kind of kind – of, like Justin Tucker kind of, you know. Well, I mean, Justin Tucker was obviously a legend, but like Mike Nugent I believe was like a – I think he was a second rounder. Sebastian Janikowski was a first rounder. The Raiders did that way back when. But yeah, there's and it's not and it's not because the the, the linebacker group itself they are talented. There are some really good linebackers in this class. But to me, there's you know there isn't that many in my opinion at this point. Uh, any any linebackers uh, worthy of? I don't think they're gonna fall. The ones that are up there, like a Dallas Turner, for example, like he's more of like an out like an outside linebacker edge kind of guy, but. I don't. I don't think twenty four is a magic number for a linebacker. I mean, the guy that I feel like would be the most realistic, which I don't think they should do, is uh, Ed, uh, Edron Cooper out of Texas A and M. But I think he's more of a mid to late second rounder. So I feel like that would be a little bit of a stretch. But I'll be honest with you. I think. I think the Cowboys could come back to linebacker on day two and just hammer the drum on a on a on a, you know second third round because I have it. I have five guys. That I have listed on my, you know, I, I did my, you know, I was doing my 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 draft workup uh, this afternoon because you know having the day off today, and Edron Cooper was one. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., who I've who I've mentioned before on 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 previous episodes of the Writers Block, he, you know, and you're very familiar with him, Chris. He played at Clemson. His dad played for the Eagles. Good player. Uh, Peyton Wilson, NC State, and then I have Junior Colson uh, out of Michigan. Great size, six three, two forty seven, and then Maris uh, Leofau from Notre Dame. I remember him well because he did pick off the Syracuse Orange in the past. So of course I have to tie that in there as well. But he's he's a really good prospect. So those are I mean, I think I think I think uh, I think the Cowboys could get a really good linebacker that I think could come in and, and and help not only the depth issues that we've seen this year, but also guys that can contribute because I do think with the Mike with Mike Zimmer coming in, they're gonna be we're gonna we're not gonna want two hundred and five pound Marquise Bell linebackers. No offense to Marquise. But we're gonna need. I think we're gonna need some 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 more size uh, at that position. And and a guy, even a guy like like Junior Colson from Michigan, six three two forty seven. That that's a great size linebacker that you can get in you know day two. So I feel like linebacker. I would stay far away from it unless like somebody like a Dallas Turner, like best player available kind of a situation falls in. But I would. Those are those are my five that you could take on day two, and I'd be I'd be pretty stoked. Yeah, I mean, so like, are we acknowledging that? that quarterback isn't one of those positions that they absolutely can't afford to draft at pick 24, Brandon? You can can state your case. You can make your argument here. Hey, listen, I'm (laughs) – Hey, hey, listen, I'm not – there's one name that I would highly consider if he realistically fell to 24, and that's Michael Penix Jr. I'm not going to go super in-depth about it. I'm not going to, you know, really pound the table because it's so unlikely, but – I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed because he has such great accuracy. I mean, he absolutely shined throughout the season. And in my opinion, I thought he had a really strong case for the Heisman Trophy. I know Jaden Daniels had great stats, but I mean, Penix, what he did at Washington was just incredible. And, you know, Dak is 
on that final year of his contract. I know that they will, are talking about extending him, but I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, just kind of redshirting, you know, someone as talented as Penix for one year and seeing what Look, that We already got be. a redshirt on the table. His name's Trey Lance. It's, only like it's not Trey Lance. We are, we are not putting our <laughs> eggs in the Trey Lance basket. I wasn't upset with the trade because, you know, they gave up nothing for him essentially. But, you know, I think that that's the only player who I would consider making that shocking of a selection with. No one else. I wouldn't do it for J.J. McCarthy or or like any other of these prospects. But I don't think it's even in the question. I don't want to spend too much dude, time on that. Dude, we have Trey Lance on the roster. He's been in the league. He doesn't turn 24 until May. Like the kid is still young. I feel like he. I don't like the whole the whole moniker. Like he's you know he's not an NFL player. Blah 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 blah. I I I find that to be a farce. I feel like I feel like it just wasn't the right fit for the for the 49ers. Why would the Cowboys spend? spend that draft capital on a Trey Lance if they don't want to see what the kid has and potentially become the heir apparent to to Dak Prescott. I'm just saying it right now. I would not touch quarterback. I wouldn't touch quarterback at all in this draft. I, 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 that's, how, that's how I feel about Trey Lance. I liked him come out of school. I feel like he had the injury bug that got him. I felt like the situation with the Niners was not ideal. Trey Lance, to me, he 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 could be the heir apparent, and and don't be surprised if that's the case. If you know, depending on how the Dak Prescott stuff happens, I would not touch a quarterback in this draft. I'm just going to put it out there. I would I would be I wouldn't be pleased. I'll just say that. Now to your point about uh, age with these two quarterbacks that we've been talking about, uh, I, I just looked at a Michael Penix, born May eighth two thousand, Trey Lance born May 9th. 2000. Look at that. And here's the thing. Trey Lance hey, that's okay. experience. Come on. Okay. Uh, okay. But like, he doesn't have great NFL experience. He has experience with not playing. Michael, Michael Penix does <laughs> Michael Penix still, is injury prone too. What do you, I mean, come on. He get, he got hurt all the time in Indiana. Come on. I have zero doubt that Michael Penix will be a better professional NFL quarterback than Trey Lance. I will be shocked if not. You can, Penix will be good. You can scream. I, I, I'm now, rooting for okay. him. He's a lefty. Of course I'm rooting for him. I'm, le- I'm left-handed. So I think left-handed guys that are coming in, they usually play baseball. But when you get a good lefty, I'm rooting for Michael Penix. I think he's going to have a heck of a career. But I don't think the Cowboys are going to take a Michael Penix or any quarterback. In the I don't league. think they are either. I'm just saying that, you know, I think we were talking about positions that we absolutely wouldn't touch. And the only reason I brought it up, Brandon, is because you didn't mention quarterback as one of those positions. So I was just wondering. It's, it's a fair if point. You're true. Uh, you know, you know, I was just wondering if that was something that you were considering. It was a question. No. I don't think they're going to do it, but, um, but Definitely I would not kick her. I can tell you that. I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're safe. There. Well, we I, I think, think we're good at kicking her, especially in the first round. That, that they probably will not go quarterback in the first round, although it would certainly make things interesting for us as, as writers and podcasters. Yeah. Uh, it would give us plenty to talk about. But um, I, I do want to get uh, to one other idea of what to use the 24th pick on, which is the idea of just not picking anyone at 24, whether that's trading up for a guy. If you think there's someone that like is totally worth trading up for, like you got to go get him. Maybe it's Keon Coleman if he starts to have a rise in this draft or, or some other receiver or, or an offensive lineman that, that you just fall in love with that is really rising up boards. Or if you go kind of the opposite and say, you know, they should trade down. They should get, you know, more draft capital, especially since they gave up some draft capital, get guys like Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, and of course, Trey Lance, who may or may not ever play a game in a Cowboys uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what are y'all's thoughts on trading this pick either way? Um, I'm not opposed to trading it um, by any means. I think that the Cowboys need need immediate impact. But I mean, if they do trade, I would want them to trade up. Um 
you know, I mean, like we talked about the Oregon center, um, Jackson uh, powers Johnson, and, you know, he may go a little earlier than the, the Cowboys select, but I think that that's a move that would really benefit the Cowboys. I think Tyler Biotish has been very serviceable. I think he's, you know, done a solid job, but I think we really saw the decline in the Cowboys offensive line after Travis Frederick retired. You know, he was just such a unit up front and really just, you know, controlled that offensive line and really led them in the right direction. And I feel like, you know, if you can get a guy who's that dominant at the position, I think it answers a lot of questions and makes building that offensive line very easy. I, I mean, it certainly makes it easier, you know, um, a, um, a, to build on heading forward. And I think that, you know, you know, drafting a center early in the first round, you know, you know, kind of is a little bit of a controversial move. I mean, like even at any point in the first round, but I mean, like the Ravens drafted Tyler Linderbaum in the first round. And that was a guy who I remember the Cowboys were, you know, you know, somewhat interested in, and, and uh, he's worked out great for them. He's been a great run blocker for them. And I think that that's really what the Cowboys have been missing in that interior offensive line is a, true dominant center so but i mean like there are several nice prospects who 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 um i would be okay with the cowboys trading up for i think the cowboys need to be aggressive this offseason and you know um that goes back to the whole all-in conversation that jerry jones you know sparked brandon i'll 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 phrase it to you this way like you know whether that whether it's a trade or you know a, a player like thinking about jerry saying we're gonna be all in of course you know some people are, you know, jaded and skeptical that that actually means anything, that they're going to do anything different. But to you, like, what what could the Cowboys do with this 24th overall pick that would represent something being all in? Is is there anything that they can do with the 24th pick that in your mind would be like, once it happens, whether it's drafting a player or trading for something else, that you'd be like, oh, Jerry was for real, like they're going all in this year. Not really, like unless some player like actually falls like really far, and it's like it's and they just sit there and they're like, "Wow, he fell to us. We're gonna have to take him." I mean, for me, like if if the Cowboys are if if Jerry Jones really is signaling we're going all in, then to me they're gonna move up for a guy like uh, Olu Fashino from Penn State, offensive tackle. I watched a lot of Penn State games uh, this past year. Uh, we we have some Penn State fans in the family, so I I was watching him, and he is he is super super talented. He could go in the top ten, like that's that's how good he is, and he's a left tackle. So you know that would be the kind of move where they're like, we're 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 going for it. Like you're gonna put him at left tackle. You're leaving Tyler Smith, you know, at at you know at left guard. Hopefully, you know, I still think Tyler Biotis is still a decent player. I think he can come back for this, you know, you know at the center position. Zach Martin, you know, say no more. And then I feel like Terrence Steele. I feel like he can he can run it back. I feel like he he can get back to old form. And I think that offense line will be good. So like moving up to get a you know they're not. I don't think they would move up far enough to get Alt from Notre Dame. I just don't see that. But Fashino, if he falls to like I don't know like fourteen fifteen, you know it's it's possible where they're like you know what we got some picks this year, picks next year, and they're like you know what we really like this guy. Let's go get him. So for me, it's it comes down to if they're trading up that tells me that they are really going for it. Because I don't see Jerry Jones and company trading up. I feel like they're going to stamp hat and just stay where they're at. And I think that's what they do. So if they do go for it, I think that's how they do it. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, but, but at the same time, to your point, if they do trade up and like, you know, if they just draft an offensive lineman, you know, is that going to get the fan base excited? Are they going to start saying, oh, they really are going all in and, and, you know, or, or like, is it just going to be 
oh, you know, that, that's not really a player that we can get excited about or feel like they're going all in. Not that the Cowboys have necessarily, uh, you know, be sexy. Draft plans. It doesn't have to be a sexy pick. I mean, yeah. people are banging on the table for for a guy named Johnny Johnny freaking football, Johnny Manziel. And uh, and then we got Zach. Were they banging the table for him, though, or was that just – I was one charge. of those kids who was were, banging the yeah, table. But wrong. I'm going to be honest. I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I think I was in seventh grade. You know, I was still a little bit, you know, young to the football world. I mean, I was a fan for sure, but I didn't, you know, realize, you know, all the deep in-depth, you know, scouting reports and everything. Dude. And, you know, I just love the idea of Johnny football playing in <laughs> Dallas. It just seemed really fun. But I'm so glad yeah. that my 13-year-old self was wrong and that, um, you know, like they went with one of the best offensive linemen of all time. I was going to say – Darn the Cowboys for, for passing on a Manziel for some Martin guy. Like, wow. Like that's <laughs> how, how dare they do that? Great call by the, uh, by the, by the, uh, the, uh, the front office. I mean, that was a great pick. So, I mean, for, for me, it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to move up, I think in this draft, there's so many great offensive, ta- offensive linemen and even often, you know, a lot of offense tackles, a guy like Fashino, that guy is good. That guy is a, uh, he's going to be, a starting left tackle at a Pro Bowl, All Pro level, I feel like for ten years. So I feel like if they move on from Ty- from from Tyron Smith, Fashino will come in right away, solidify that left tackle spot. Tyler Smith at left guard, you know what? Whoever's at running back next year, run it to that side if you want. If you don't want to, you know, if you you know you know you can still obviously run it with Zach Martin, but you can run it on both sides per se because Terrence Steele I still think is a road grader in the run game. You could go both sides. You're not. You're going to keep the defense honest because everybody expects you to go to to, to the side of of Zach Martin. But when you have Fashino and you have Tyler Smith, those two guys, yeah, I'm. You know, you could. You know, Tony Power could. You know, easily get 1,500 yards off of that. That's how good that offense line would be. 100%. I agree. Yeah, and 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 really, this this is why I love draft season is because like you know we're we're so early into draft season and we're already having these conversations about all these different players. And it's like two weeks from now, the whole draft board changes. And by the time you get to the draft, all the takes that you had, you know, at this point in time of like, this guy will never be available. And like, like this guy, you know, he's for sure going to be on the board. It all changes. And so that's why it's so much fun week to week of, you know, how things change, how the perceptions change and following all the mock drafts. And we're going to have you, you know, inundated with all that content, you know, on our site, on our podcast all throughout the week. Um, so, you know, as we wrap it up today, just know there, there will be more, there will be more coming in terms of draft content because it is just the beginning of draft season. It is a great time to be a football fan, great time to be a Cowboys fan. And honestly, unless it's the playoffs, it's always a great day to be a Cowboys fan. Um, it's always great unless it's January. It's a great time. (laughs) January, horrible month. Throw the month away. Who needs New Um, Year's? But but we'll we'll be covering all of that, you know, going going throughout uh, throughout the rest of the week, throughout the next few weeks, and um, always be sure to you know check in, you know, blogging the boys on the website, you know, read all of our articles there, follow our our podcast, and and give us a like, give us a good rating, and everything. Um, you know, we we appreciate the feedback, and uh, you know, we'll we'll be back next week, of course, to talk about what's next. And yeah, uh, for for Chris Holling, for Brandon Clements, I'm David Howman, and remember. Go Cowboys.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.